Many of my curious colleagues who have been following over the past few years know that I've been trying to kind of ratchet up my health and wellness habits to feel better and stronger after successful chemo. And one of those habits I'm working on is drinking more water. And this is where Liquid IV comes in. Liquid IV is the category winning hydration brand fueling your well-being. And it's their hydration multiplier that's the one product you're missing in your daily routine. What's nice about it, it's just this one stick and in it you get five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. And get this, it's two times faster hydration than water alone. So you could use it first thing in the morning, maybe before a workout, or when you're feeling run down. One of the things I love most about it is its efficiency. If anyone has seen me, I'm typically surrounded by one to two glasses of water, or a big old jug of water that I sometimes forget to bring to work. And what's nice is Liquid IV is efficient. And the flavor that's working for me right now is their wild berry. But there's a couple new ones that are out as well that you got to try. Two times faster, and like I said, more efficiently than water alone. And it's three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. It's made with premium ingredients. It's non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to go ahead, treat yourself to 20% off, and use code MYCURIOUSCOLLEAGUE at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code MYCURIOUSCOLLEAGUE. And don't forget to use the special link in my show notes. Welcome to the My Curious Colleague podcast with your host, me, Denise Finneri. We'll be talking all things consumer relations with a focus on consumer product goods organizations and the brand specialist and analyst roles and responsibilities. So if you like CPGs, like I like CPGs, marketing, insights, and caring deeply for your consumers, well, take a listen. Hello, my curious colleagues. Today, my guest is Alexandra Watkins, a brand name expert. Hey, Alex, welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Denise. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. So I love what you do, and I think the rest of my audience will as well. So let's just start off with telling everybody a little bit about yourself and what you're up to. Okay. Well, I am a brand name expert. My company is called Eat My Words. We're called Eat My Words because we started out naming things that make people fat and drunk. And my My claim to fame is that I named the Wendy's Baconator. Amazing. Amazing. That's so cool. Okay. Oh, more? No, and and you're still you're still naming things as we as Yeah, we, yeah. We, so right yes. So been in business for 18 years. We we name all kinds of things. I mean, we name a lot of CPG products, but we also name, you know, drones. We name you know, I always say everything from robots to racehorses. So yeah, we, we never know what we're going to get. But yeah, my yeah. sweet spot is definitely CPG. I love it. I call myself Susie Safeway Shopper. And yeah, if it's if it's like sold in a grocery store, I want to name it. 
Now, I don't think you mentioned in there that you are an author as well. Oh, yeah, there's like, that. Yeah. So I, <laughs> my book is called Hello, My Name is Awesome, How to Create Brand Names That Stick. And it was named an Inc. Top 10 Marketing Book. And yeah, a lot of people have used it to name products and companies. So uh, it's it's done well. So yeah, the book is the book is really helpful to anybody naming a brand. Well, the reason I bring it up, well, first of all, you're very modest uh, for not bringing it up. But the reason I'm bringing it up is that you've been very generous in offering a free book. I think to one of the uh, one of my audience members. And when I post this on LinkedIn, I'll have some sort of little contest there so you can put your name in the hat to win a copy of your book. I just start, I got it yesterday. It arrived and I just started going through it. So I haven't fully uh, read the whole thing, but I already have a couple pages earmarked, which is cool. Uh, The other thing is we're going to have a code for the audience that Alexandra has given. We did a code for the online course too, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The code is for the online course. So yeah, I have a really fun online course called how to create super sticky brand names. It's like very informative, lots of eye candy. And yeah, I think I gave everybody a deal to get it. It's normally $7.99, but yeah, I think we did it for, did we do it for, there's some, I made a deal for you. Uh, yep, it's a definitely deal. a deal, and um, <laughs> we'll, we'll post it in the uh, okay. in the show notes so people can see it. Sometimes it's easier to do it that way. But, you know, intuitively, we all know people like myself, who is in CPG, and I work in consumer affairs, but alongside marketers. I mean, we know how important a brand is, and branding is, and positioning, and the four Ps, and all that so- sort of stuff. But why would you say that this brand naming is is so important? Well, your name is the thing that will last longer than any other investment you make in your product, right? It's always going to be there. And as you know, through the life of a product, it will, you know, the packaging will evolve, maybe the logo evolves, you know, there's lots of, you know, marketing campaigns, all of that. But the name is always constant. So you want to make sure that the name is good, but also the name is, you know, it's what people see in the store. It's what, when they talk about your product, they're going to be talking about the name. Absolutely. So what are some of the names that you think got it right? And maybe some examples of ones that maybe not so right. Well, a a name that I love. So let's, let's talk about a really boring commodity product, a sponge right? Like sponge, but scrub daddy is one of my favorite names. And I love scrub daddy. You know, it's a shark tank product. Lori Grenier got it into bed, bath and beyond. And of course it's taken on a life of its own. And you know, your product is successful when there's a plushy toy and a pool float. Like that's like who, like if people are paying you, like if you think about it this way, if people will pay you to to for your not for the product but to like wear your product name on a t-shirt or you know a pool float i want to scrub daddy pool float for our pool if they'll pay you to they're advertising your brand they're paying you to advertise your brand for you i mean that's backwards right usually you have to pay for advertising but here somebody's paying to advertise for you 
So, and I love the name Scrub Daddy because it's a name with legs. They've done so much with it. They have, there's Scrub Mommy, there's the Daddy Caddy, there's, um, what, there's, oh, Mop Daddy, Dish Daddy, Barbecue Daddy, uh, Daddy Caddy, you know. So that is a name that, like, it's taken on a life of its own, right? Like Baconator, there's Son of Baconator, you know, Breakfast Baconator. So, you know, those are names that are, Baconator has its own Wikipedia page. So, and I'm absolutely positive that someone has named their dog Baconator. (laughs) Cool. So that's a great example. And you're going to get into some tips. And one of them is to have legs. How about gently, can we just talk about something that you think that kind of missed the mark? Yeah. A name that missed the mark is, it's actually from a client of ours and I'll be gentle. It was a product from Ocean Spray, and it was a cranberry energy drink. And this is probably a little over 10 years ago. And they did what a lot of people do. They just uh, amalgamated, you know, put two words together to create a new word, which was cranergy. And just uh, cranergy, you know, it just crammed the cram, cranergy. And <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I'm like, ooh, that's like, doesn't have a good sound. What were they thinking? Yeah. So they, they clearly it was trouble for, troublesome for them because they then rebranded the product Cran Energy, which is just, you know, yeah, it's not a, a single name, but it, it flows off the tongue more easily, Cran Energy. So, so yeah, sometimes, sometimes marketers get it wrong. Got it. Well, I think you now hit on a second tip if I'm not, if I'm not wrong. Like it has to flow off the tongue nicely. So we've got, it's got to have legs. It's got to flow off the tongue. What other maybe tips as you, as you're in a room and you're brainstorming with folks, what are some tips to think about? Something to think about is does your, when people hear your name or see your name, can they picture something in their head other than the product? So an example, there's, I'll, I'll just give you, there's a bike lock company called Kryptonite. We all know kryptonite from Superman, right? So it's so later on when we're trying to remember what was the name of that product, or we're you know we're in the store and we're facing a wall, you know, a wall of energy drinks or whatever we're looking at, you know, and people are trying to, you know, you're closing your eyes, you're going through your brain's dusty filing cabinet trying to remember that name. If you have a picture in your head, it's going to be easier to recall. So we named an energy drink for Del Monte. We named it Bloom. And Bloom, you know, when people, when it was targeted at women, it was an all natural energy drink to help them get that 4 4 p.m. pickup, you know, the Diet Coke hour. Uh, So, but they could picture Bloom in their head because it's a flower and you picture a flower blooming and you think, and that's a great metaphorical name. So metaphors are really good. Any name where people already have something in their existing knowledge base to tie it to is going to make it easier for them to recall versus a name that's just completely contrived or made up that they have no they have no connection with so what i'm hearing is this this notion of metaphor or words that that in the sort of bring to mind a brand imagery are, is much more memorable. Yeah. Like think of snuggle, right? Like also a product, I'm sure they sell snuggle bears. Like it just, it's, it's a, that, that name has a great emotional connection and that's something you want all of all names to have. They need to make that emotional connection with, 
with consumers. Otherwise, they're going to pass. They're just going to pass right by it. Okay, now the, the book probably has a couple more tips, but let's say um, so. We'll let everyone do that. But let's say you're at a, you know, you read the book, you brainstorm, you're still not happy. I would be remiss to, to ask you what the role of ChatGPT would be in brainstorming names. Chat, like what, chat, how would one use that? Okay. So ChatGPT, if you're not using it already, you should get, get pay the $20 to get the monthly subscription. ChatGPT is great for concepting. It might not get you to the finish line, but it's a great place to start. So for instance, if the one thing I love using it for is to find metaphors. ChatGPT is excellent at finding metaphors. So you can, I was naming a fitness equipment company in Switzerland and they wanted, you know, names that were evocative of, you know, fitness. So I asked ChatGPT to give me a list. I said, come up with a hundred metaphors for strength and strong. And it gave me a list. So it's also really good for alliteration. Now, previously, I had used Scrabble dictionaries, which there's many online, to find alliterative words. And it's Scrabble dictionaries are good for, you know, you want a, a short, you know, a th- you know, one syllable word, a five letter word, but with ChatGPT, you can prompt it to, you know, find a hundred appetizing, you know, find a hundred appetizing words that start with C. It's not going to always find a hundred, but, and let's say it came up with words that were too long, then you can shorten it, find a hundred words that start with C that are appetizing in less than two syllables. Crazy. Crazy. So exciting what you can do there. Now, I know that typically you would get like a creative brief to to begin this brainstorming. And so I know we chatted about, you know, you could also tap into consumer insights that the brand might have, or if they have a patent application, you can also like dig into that or see what challenges maybe their customer service gang is. But let's say you, so you've done all that and you now have this list, but you want to narrow it down. And I tend to fall in love with some of my ideas sometimes, whatever it is, you know, you tend to get uh, people do that. I would think you sort of naturally have this affinity over here or over there, but tell us a little bit about how you could maybe more objectively evaluate your list to get it down, to get it down to a couple you can work with. Yeah, that's a great question. So I have created a 12 point name evaluation filter. It's really easy to use. It's free. It's on our website, eatmywords.com. Just click on test a name. It will walk you through the test and give you feedback along the way. So it's called the smile and scratch test because it's based on my philosophy that a name should make you smile instead of scratch your head. And it doesn't need to make you laugh or you don't even have to have a smile on your face. Maybe you have a smile in your mind, but people like to get it right? So we named a GPS for dogs one time, Retriever. And when I say that name, like I can look on your, I see your face and you're nodding your head and that's what happens. That's when you know you have a good name. So SMILE is an acronym for the five qualities that make a name great. And SCRATCH is an acronym for the seven deadly deal breakers, one to scratch it off the list. So SMILE, and we've talked about some of these already, the S in SMILE stands for suggestive. Your name has to suggest 
positive brand experience, something good. Now, look, if you're naming candy, for instance, candy candy doesn't have any like really positive attributes other than it tastes good. It makes us feel good. So the, the those you just want a fun name, like or Jamba Juice. Jamba is a fun made up name. Uh, Twizzlers is a fun made up name. But suggestive means so if metaphor metaphorical names are very suggestive, right? So you know Amazon metaphor for something large. The M in smile stands for memorable, and we talked about that. If something is in someone's existing knowledge base, it's going to make it easier to remember. Same with the I in smile, which stands for imagery, right? And we talked about like bloom, how it's it creates a picture in your mind. So that's SMI. The L in smile stands for legs. My example there, my go-to example is Scrub Daddy with all of the knockoff, knock, I don't even call them knockoffs, spinoffs, the spinoffs, right. right? Yeah. And then the E in smile stands for emotional. And it's just, you know, we talked about that too. It's so important that your name makes an emotional connection. That is the most important thing, right? And people, people fall into the trap of getting too descriptive and not tapping into does the name really resonate with people? How does it make them feel? And you want people to feel something. And names that make people smile, those are the names that get tweeted and repeated, right? Those are the names that we love. We take a picture. Wine has some really, you know, clever names. We take pictures. We put, post them on, you know, Instagram. We send them to our friends. We buy the products, you know. Got it. Yeah. Well, I, as we discussed in our pre-chat, I did name one one UPC at a, at a prior CPG company I worked for. And that was really fun because as someone in consumer relations, you know, an email went out, hey, everybody in the team, cross-functional team, help us name this product and we'll give you some, you know, prizes. And so I I did just that. And what was nice is that in consumer relations, Alexandra, sometimes we're known as, you know, wrongfully the complaint department. So to be able to participate in something like that and bring something positive and something very permanent to the group was fun for me personally, but also kind of just put my team in in a different light as, as a business partner. And I'm thinking of other ways that one might use it other than to name like the latest cheeseburger, um, which you did so skillfully. And so one of the other ones I was thinking about is like naming your, what we call the contact center team. So let's say you have a group of people and they're specialized in uh, written, the written word. And so they're charged with responding and interacting with all the digital channels. So email, social media, maybe ratings and reviews. And so, you know, there may be a call out, let's name this group, you know, give them a little identity. Maybe they get a logo. And so when you can sort of infuse a lot of your thinking into day-to-day projects, I think makes things a little bit more fun. But I know that I also challenged you about maybe some tips on how to name a chatbot. So here's here's the challenge is, you know, companies have websites and they're using AI, right? And so if there's live chat feature there and you go to start, you know, I'm, I'm typing right now for those who can't see, but you, you start 
typing and this 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 chatbot might come back and say hey you know nice to meet you i'm work i'm a chatbot or better yet they'll say i am so and so and so the goal there would be to name your chatbot to something that's that makes sense for your brand so any other you know what are some tips around uh, naming a chatbot Okay, my tip before I go there, I want to tell you about naming teams and naming internal departments. My favorite one, Yahoo, their their security department is called the Paranoids. Oh it's my corner, goodness! Right? Like, I, yeah, I like, love a good pe- play on words or a good mm-hmm. like in joke. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and oh, my, my book has a whole chapter on corporate creativity and just very clever things people are doing at big companies to. It just makes the workplace more fun too. But for chatbots, the number one thing that I think is you have to be transparent that it is not a human being. Because look, consumers still, we know, consumers still don't know. Look, people, they do think it's a, a live human being. So, you know, they're limited in what they can do. And obviously they get better and better, but- if you can have a little fun, I think that's okay. You know, Rosie the robot, like, or, you know, or uh, like, I like names that are personified names, but like auto, O-T-T-O, because it's auto, because it's also like automatic. So if you can, or like Be- Betty Bot, or, you know, Betty Bot on a tongue twister, Betty Bot some butter. I know. <laughs> but if, like, if it was have- a butter website. Where are you going with that one? If it was like a butter website. Have a little, be transparent and have a little fun with it. Have bot in the name somewhere. I mean, Bart, Bart bot or have fun. If it's, I think if you can tie it into a theme, right? So let's say, oh, a hot dog company, right? Frank, your bot should just be named Frank, right? Yeah. Mic yeah. drop right there, Alexandra. I think I've got my money's worth. No, that's adorable. That's adorable. And as we wrap up, though, I have one last question for you. And I do like to ask all my guests if you have a nonprofit or a volunteer organization that you'd like to give a shout out to. I would love to give a shout out to a group I'm very involved with called Pedal Share. And Pedal Share. They're out of Washington, D.C., and they and we have a chapter here in San Diego. We rescue flowers from grocery stores like Trader Joe's. They give us flowers that are on their way out but are still good, and we get the flowers. We get donated vases as well, and then we repurpose them, create brand-new bouquets, and then we deliver them to anywhere that, that people need a smile, senior centers, veteran centers, women's shelters, Ronald McDonald House. And it just it's just so great to like spread the joy that way. Oh my goodness. You are a joy spreader, whether it's like <laughs> naming fun things or even this shout out. And that is spelled P-E-T-A-L Pedal. S-H-A-R-E. Yeah, pedalshare.org. Dot org. Okay, I'll post that on LinkedIn. And thank you so much for spending this Friday evening with us on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. And I can't wait to give away a book. If you've learned even a kernel of an idea or was inspired by this episode, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast on Apple Podcasts. 
Be sure to share out the hashtag CPGCX because CPGCX really and truly rocks. You have been listening to the My Curious Colleague podcast with Denise Benito. Thank you for your time. Many of my curious colleagues who have been following over the past few years know that I've been trying to kind of ratchet up my health and wellness habits to feel better and stronger after successful chemo. And one of those habits I'm working on is drinking more water. And this is where Liquid IV comes in. Liquid IV is the category winning hydration brand fueling your well-being and it's their hydration multiplier That's the one product you're missing in your daily routine. What's nice about it, it's just this one stick and in it you get five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. And get this, it's two times faster hydration than water alone. So you could use it first thing in the morning, maybe before a workout, or when you're feeling run down. One of the things I love most about it is its efficiency. If anyone has seen me, I'm typically surrounded by one to two glasses of water or a big old jug of water that I sometimes forget to bring to work. And what's nice is Liquid IV is efficient. And the flavor that's working for me right now is their wild berry. But there's a couple new ones that are out as well that you gotta try. Two times faster, and like I said, more efficiently than water alone. And it's three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. It's made with premium ingredients. It's non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to go ahead, treat yourself to 20% off, and use code MYCURIOUSCOLLEAGUE at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code MYCURIOUSCOLLEAGUE. And don't forget to use the special link in my show notes.